It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We are on to week 16 in the NFL, only a couple weeks left. My name is Max. I'm joined here by my co-host, Austin Weinrich. How you doing, Austin? Muy caliente, Max. <laughs> I'm on fire this week. You are. You were on fire. Why don't you... Uh, Actually, we'll do a little housekeeping and then we'll get into it. Uh, we are presented by The Link. Uh, make sure to check out their website, linksports.com, L-Y-N-Q, sports.com. Everything's free. Uh, opinion pieces, betting analysis, pretty much whatever you're looking for. Uh, Betting-wise, make sure to check it out. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff on there and a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into it. So make sure to check that out. It's all free. No reason not to. Um, so you said you're on fire. Let's uh, let's get the recap from week 15 for for how we did. So go ahead. What is it? Uh, overall in the 16 game slate, I went 10 and six, which is pretty good. You went seven and nine. Not bad. Not bad. On locks, I was three and zero oh, though. So you locked it in. Yeah. You hit all three, and that puts you in a position now where you cannot catch me. I cannot catch you. I'm seven. I'm seven wins behind you. So with six games left six, to pay. With six locks left, so that puts me at 26, 18, and one for the year. I'm at a 59% winning percentage for the year so far. Want to get above 60? That's not bad. That's not. You get above 60, mm-hmm. you're talking some good stuff. So, uh, and I am at what 19 and 26. Yes, for your locks. So I, I didn't have a good uh, season for the locks so far. I can't get up to 500, which sucks, but. Uh, if you've been paying attention, we kind of Austin's been hitting his locks, and outside of this week, even including this week, the last four weeks, I'm 36, 23, and two for uh, yes, you've for, had for weekly picks. You've been hot lately overall. It's just yes, it's this just week. Not, it hasn't translated to the locks. <laughs> that's that's what's kind of weird to me. Is the last three weeks I've been, the last four weeks, or not including this one, I've been killing it and. Uh, it, it has not translated to the locks for, for whatever reason, so it is what it is, but, uh, you know, we're looking good. You had a great week overall, so... It just feels good. Yeah. Got oh, a, no, it's a great feeling. You got a nice cry session in watching Eli get a standing ovation. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to cry it out. Yeah, I enjoyed that, but, well, I enjoyed it for him getting the standing ovation, but... Then I just thought about how much I hate the Giants organization <laughs> right now and what they're doing to this team or what they haven't done for this team. And it's uh, it turned it quickly turned from a joyous occasion to <laughs> anger. So um, but we'll, we'll get into that uh, as we go through the games for for week 15. And uh, we just have a regular show for you today. We're going to do our week 15 recap, talk about the games a little bit Uh and then we will get into our week 16 picks. A lot, again, a lot of games that it's it's not quite 50-50 for playoff mm-hmm. implications, but and games that just don't matter. But there are a lot of good games uh, to talk about that involve division races and and wild card races. So we'll get into that. Um, but let's start off with the Thursday night game. Don't really need to spend too much time on this. Uh, it's the Lamar Jackson show. If you haven't been listening to us all season, we've been saying clear MVP, Lamar Jackson. I mean, at one point, you actually was, could get him plus money. Yeah. And now I think he's like negative 300. Yeah, I think the, the, the tune changed a little bit about halfway 
I'd say maybe around week six or seven, you know, McCaffrey was the talk because they were five and two, you know, he was just going off. And then as he's fallen off, Lamar Jackson has just gone and he's ran away with it. There's really nobody in the same, you know, in the discussion for MVP besides him. And I know we both picked the Jets because it was a big number for a Thursday night, which... It just didn't matter. Yeah, and... You know, I thought you were paying a little bit of a Lamar tax. Yeah. Um, you know, and the Jets defense for, you know, for what the Ravens like to do, run the football, they're not bad. But like we talked about, it's not the same type of running that they do. So uh, they win 42-21 and go to 12-2. and And I think they... If they win... This week coming up, they clinch the number one seed, I believe, because the Patriots are two behind. Oh no, the Pat- oh no no no, the Patriots still have a shot, but Ravens basically have a two. Yeah, it's basically a two time. game lead because yeah. of the head to So keep an eye on that going forward. But the Ravens look like they're in prime position right now to get that number one seed, uh, beating up on the Jets a little bit. So, and I did hear that the so as the season has gone on for the Jets. They've put up some billboards. Oh yeah, for I didn't fire, know about this. For some fire gase billboards. No, he's already coming the back. He's already coming back, so it's wasted money. But there's another head coach we'll have to talk about later that got a job saved from the guillotine. Yeah, um, but these billboards <laughs> um, apparently they're coming back before this weekend. Nice. They're cu- they're going to put them back up. Whoever's paying mm-hmm. for them, they, they decided they want to keep it rolling, so. Fire gaze billboards all around the stadium. I think there's there's going to be three or four of them, actually. So, I mean, when you look at some of the players that have left him and gone on to have pretty good careers. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, you have Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker after he leaves. Now he's a stud. Kenyon um, Drake. <laughs> Kenyon, yeah, I mean, talk about that. But, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, – it's kind of just a funny, you know, funny end-of-season story. But uh, – yeah, Jets, Jets have their issues. Uh, moving on to the Sunday games. Panthers lose to the Seahawks at home 30-24. to Seahawks go to 11-3. and And this was another game where... I mean, the Seahawks have had a couple of them where they just... They come out, they get a big <laughs> lead, and then they just slowly give it up, give it up. They don't, they don't lose, but they allow the other team to cover, which is what happened <laughs> here because it was a six-and-a-half point spread... Seahawks were up thirty to ten at one point. And they just and they just stopped playing and Carolina comes back. McCaffrey with I think he had two touchdowns on the ground, uh twelve catches or something like that. So it was a McCaffrey type game, but Yeah, and the big news from this game is Josh Gordon suspended for PD slash substance abuse. Yeah. So he's out indefinitely and that's gonna hurt the Seahawks receiving court because he was actually playing uh decent part I know he had a big catch in the game he also threw a pick on a weird play yeah uh, it, that's the thing like the Seahawks, Seahawks were up by you know 10 points at that point just run the football and do what you do but they tried some trickery he throws a pick but yeah I mean it's uh, it's been a crazy crazy ride for him you just can't can't figure it out and you wish him the best but a lot of talent wasted you think back to that year where he only played 12 games Oh, with and the he Browns, had, and he just, came out of nowhere. He had like fourteen hundred <laughs> yards in twelve games. Just he was like the next big, the next big receiver, and uh, just couldn't keep it together. So, wish him the best, though. Uh, Patriots beat up on the Bengals, thirty-four thirteen in Cincinnati. 
They clinch an 11th straight playoff appearance. And this was kind of a weird game because Cincinnati came out. And <laughs> I know you, you messaged me and said, how is Cincinnati <laughs> winning this game? I think it was 13-10. to 10, And uh, the Patriots kind of just shut them down after that. Oh, it's like we've been talking about where, I mean, some of these teams that really are just playing for playoff seeding against some of these lowly teams don't care about the game. You can clearly tell they don't get up for the game. They came out slow like the Patriots did. But the Patriots are the Patriots, so obviously they just adjusted and beat the crap out of the Bengals. Yeah, eventually that's kind of, that's what the end result was, and they, uh, you know, you got the pick six from Gilmore, and the defense looked like they, after that initial burst from Cincinnati, they just shut them down, um, you know, as the game went on. So, I mean, you're still, you still have some concerns about the Patriots offense. Um, you know, Burkhead had a, had a big touchdown. I think that's his first touchdown in a, in a in, while, but, uh, well, he's been out a couple games of the season with yeah. concussions and shit. So a small white guy. So he's. For the Patriots, yeah. Concussions uh, <laughs> are a big issue over there. Yeah, that seems to be their thing. So, um, yeah, big win for the Patriots. They keep pace because the Bills won also, but we'll get to them in a little bit. Uh, Buccaneers beat the Lions 38-17. The Jameis Winston story. <laughs> he hit 30 touchdowns. He's got 30 this year, uh, which is a single-season record for the Bucks. He also has... 24 picks. 24 interceptions. <laughs> so, it looks like he has slowed down the pace of... I don't know if he'll get to the 30-30 uh, number. You never <laughs> never say never with him, but I, I think it's a safe... safe. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have bet. any receivers this week going into the game. That's true. Godwin pulled up lame with a... Uh, was it a hamstring or a I think it was a hamstring. A, they already yeah. shut him down. So, he's done. Um, the Bucks aren't making the playoffs so uh, I don't think that there's any reason to play these guys but you know Winston over 450 yards four touchdowns um, you know as far as yards and, and touchdowns go he's <laughs> if he can cut down on the turnovers which I think is what they're hoping for I mean yeah I don't know would you sign him <laughs> Is it is it a it's his fifth year option? Is that what no, it is? No, or he's passed that. He's now? passed that. Okay, so they declined his they'd fifth have year to option. Get, I'm assuming <laughs> that they'd have to pay him a ton of money because that's Someone's just how it is him. now. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I mean, if you don't sign him, then you're pretty much starting from scratch because with their record the way it is, they're not going to get. One of the top guys. Nah, that's that's what sucks. And I don't think there are many quarterbacks that are going to be available. They might have to just do it by <laughs> default, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's really bad. And, you know, what's crazy is... I, I don't know if it was you that, that told me or it was something I read, but he's had five games this year where he's thrown an interception on the first drive of the game. <laughs> And the Bucks are four and one in those games. Wow! It's just, it's so you actually just, wanted to throw a pick early. You wanted to throw a pick it. early because they, you know, they'd have they'd be they'd have eleven <laughs> wins right now. You know, if he if he did that. But uh, 
Yeah, he's, he's just killing it. Um, the Lions, on the other hand, I mean, you know, David Blau had that, you know, nice game on Thanksgiving. The turkey ball. But he's not, he's not the answer. And uh, Stafford, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with him. He's They shut him down for the season. So he's done now. Um, um, I mean, but, the, uh, the Lions are kind of in that purgatory <laughs> where, you know, you don't really know where they're going to go. After. This is the other head coach I was alluding to earlier was Matt Patricia just got announced by the Lions owner that he's coming back next year. Him and the GM are. Okay. With expectations that they're going to compete for a playoff spot. I mean, isn't that the expectation every year? <laughs> yes. I mean, you have you have realistic expectations, mm-hmm. you know. But the Lions were, uh, I mean, in the beginning of the season, the Lions were a team that I think they started that were a sleeper. Yeah. They were two one and one, and oh yeah, they had that that tie. I think just yeah, and burn their season early. Yeah, I mean, since then they've been they're one and nine. Uh, you know, obviously you have the Stafford injury and. Um, what's it? Carry on Johnson going down with the injury. Galladay. Yeah, I mean they they've had a lot of they've had a lot of injuries, but I mean to say you, the goal is to compete for a playoff spot. It's like all right. I mean, look at the AFC. If you're before this week, if you were six and seven, you were technically competing. It's like is that really the bar you want to set? I don't know, but uh, I guess after this year, that's really all you can say. Uh, next game here, Packers clinch a playoff berth, beating the Bears 21-13. This is a, you know, this is part. This has been par for the course for the, uh, for the Packers. I mean, this this game was a little bit different because they came out in the third quarter and actually put up some. They came out second half and put up a few touch, a couple touchdowns in the in the third quarter. But, uh, you know, the days of Aaron Rodgers having to lead the way are over because. His numbers really haven't been that. He was below fifty percent. Yeah, and that's and I honestly I thought that this was the type of game it was going to be. I just thought the Bears were going to. I think what what was the line here? Four and a half. Yeah, it was. Four. And so I thought it would be closer, obviously, but uh, for this reason, I mean, Cole. I know Rogers plays well outdoors and and all that, but the way that the the team has played this year, I just kind of saw them having a tough time in this game and not not saying that I mean they're relying on the defense and they're trying to run the football yeah it's working for them so you can't say much yeah and uh, I know we were talking about it fantasy wise I mean you look at Roger's season and oh it's awful he has one, he's had one good really good game yeah the week five seven touchdown game. I think it was and I think I think he has 24 touchdowns on the year, and well, the thing a few is, picks. he's he's not throwing any interceptions, so yeah, you can't say he's killing you. But he's seems like he's become more of a game manager for them in this new offense. Yeah, I don't know if he just doesn't understand it yet, or I, I don't I don't know what it is, or I don't know. They're just not asking too much of him. Uh, but you know, they they're winning games. I don't know if. It's sustainable. I, I don't. I don't. Th- I. My own personal opinion is that I don't. I don't think that they're gonna have success come playoff time, just because I don't think that their defense is as good as people think. Yeah, that's 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 my thing. And if they go up against a team like, you know, I think uh, the numbers for the Packers get a little skewed because they 
get the Lions twice, you suck. The Bears' offense is a fucking joke and a half. Yeah. I mean, uh, Minnesota, I think, played them earlier in the season and put up like six points or something. That was when Minnesota was real bad. It was real early in the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, you look at the 20, 21-16. Yeah. So, you know, Green Bay's been doing this all year. They don't put up any points. Their offense is, you know, their offense is averaging 23 a game. Um, on the road, they're averaging 20. So, you know, this isn't the team that's going to average 30 points. They they want to keep the game low scoring, play defense, and run the football, which is not what you're used to seeing. I'm just concerned that they when go they up against a, real a tough good team. team like, yeah. So right now they're sitting third. So they're so they're third. And based, if the season ended now, they'd be playing the, the Vikings. No. Yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, the Vikings yeah. would be the sixth seed. So this game could <laughs> this game's gonna, it could gonna mean a lot. Good. This game's gonna mean a lot. They, these teams might play and then end up playing again in a couple weeks, and uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to watch. But. And those those divisional playoff games against your own division opponents are always weird. I remember when the Giants played the Cowboys for the third time. They were actually 0-2 against the Cowboys when they made that Super Bowl yeah, run. Yeah, It's hard to beat a team three times. I mean, we've seen it with the Ravens. Uh, you know, Ravens-Steelers matchups. Steelers will beat them twice during the season. Then the playoff time, Ravens beat them. And it's tough to beat a team three times. I'm curious to see if this Packers team is able to to keep playing the way they've been playing. And, I mean, like you said, their schedule is a little soft. Um, they're going up against teams that don't have very good offenses, and uh, we'll, we'll see. But um, the Chiefs beat up on the Broncos 23-3. to Chiefs get their 10th win for the fifth consecutive year. So Andy Reid's come <laughs> there, and he's just... Yeah, just turning the Chiefs into a powerhouse in the regular season. Yeah, obviously. It's the that's, playoffs. That's the key. The regular season, you get to the playoffs, it's a different <laughs> story. I think it was a couple years ago, they lost to the Titans at home in a weird game. And Mariota, that was the oh, game yes. where Mariota threw the touchdown pass to, to himself. To yes. And uh, last year, they, they went to the uh, AFC Championship game, right, in uh, Foxborough? Yes. So, you know, there are some some building blocks being put in place, but now they have to take that next step. And it looks like Mahomes is healthy, 100%. This game was just snow, snow fest. <laughs> and uh, the defense has been playing really well. Yeah, the snow did not impact the Chiefs' offense at all. No. I think the defense is better than people think. I don't think it's great, but... I think that they're good. They're built for this... Outside, yeah. They're built for, yeah, they're, they got some pass rushers. Um, didn't they just sign Terrell Suggs? Oh, they claimed him off waivers, and he is going to report there. Yeah, so that's a, just another mm-hmm. body they can throw out there. I mean, he's old, but I'm sure he can give them a few, yeah, you know. Maybe give, 10 plays a game. Give some people a spell. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think this game was ever <laughs> in question. Uh, Chiefs just beat him up from start to finish, and... Um, they're getting everybody healthy, so that's a big thing. Our boy Spagnola is doing a good job <laughs> over there with the defense, and uh, come playoff time, I think, you know, the Patriots. The Patriots want to get this by. 
They don't want to play. No, they want people coming through Foxborough. Yeah, so, which uh, that's still very much in question, but the next f- couple weeks will obviously tell us more about that. Uh, I know you were upset with me for choosing the Dolphins here to cover, uh, even though I did not think they would win the game. The uh, The Giants beat the Dolphins 36-20. Eli, uh, possibly his last game. His last game at home, but... You know, we talked about it. He got the standing ovation, and he did throw three interceptions in this game. Oh, he did not look good. He looked like the, what is two, he, 39 now? <laughs> two, two, of them, two of them were right Bad. to the other team. Yeah. Right to him. So was, I think it was the second one, which I didn't mind, where they were just trying to yeah. get the ball down the field. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. You, you know, throw that out the window. The two picks he threw, though, were right to him. He didn't even <laughs> see the guys, so... I don't know what, you know, maybe he had some tears in his eyes or something, but, uh, you know, it was nice to see Barkley have success on the ground. About time. And you brought it up. I mean, it was it's interesting. Um, the whole the whole thing between how many how many sacks Eli compared to oh, Daniel yeah. Jones. And I know Daniel Jones obviously played more games, but I think Eli's been sacked, what, four times, you said? I, what, I, I don't was, know how many times he got sacked. Prior to this game, it was four times. Yeah, prior to this, it was four, and he had played in three games. So he was averaging just over one one sack a game. And then Daniel Jones in, what, nine games? Uh, or something? I think it was, a, yeah, 11 or something. Whatever whatever they have, he's played 10 games. And he's been sacked 30, 33. 33 times. So that's a very big difference. You go from 1.3 to, you know... 3.3 and that just goes to show Daniel Jones you know maybe holding on the ball t- for too long that contributes to his fumbles no not getting the right reads like yeah so I mean we bitched about it how many times yelling at the television why is he double pumping what is yeah. he confused on yeah and Eli was sacked once in this game so, so five sacks and four stars you know you brought up the question maybe mm-hmm. the O-line is isn't as bad as isn't as bad it's just because he, Daniel Jones is back there uh, I mean watching the Eli he's dropping back boom balls out in the right spot outside of the couple mm-hmm. of throws he made right to the other team but it's nice to have that and say alright he's quick getting the ball out which is what you want to do and putting the ball where it needs to be having the right reads which obviously has not been there and, you know, you just got to hope that Daniel Jones gets better in the offseason. He's questionable this week. Yeah, so. it's leaning that he's going to start this week, but they haven't made it official yet. I think if there's any lingering issues, they're going to sit him again. I would. But would you want Eli risking going in? The beat writer, Art Stapleton, brought up a good point, saying Eli had his magical moment. Got back to 500, got the standing ovation. Do you want to risk having him go into one more game? Well, I mean, you could put it that way, or you could say, do you want to risk Daniel Jones potentially? No, he was actually suggesting starting Alex Tanning. Oh, no way. No, 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 no. (laughs) The third stringer. (laughs) Put Eli Eli out there, let him get another win, because the Giants should beat this team, and get to a game over 500. (laughs) Don't settle for, you know, don't settle for 500. Just go out there and win. And which, you know what? I don't really want them to because then they jump the Redskins 
in the draft. Well, did you know, I didn't know this, um, that the draft order is not determined by head-to-head as a tiebreaker. It's determined by strength of schedule. Really? Yeah. So technically the Giants are still ahead of the Dolphins, even though they beat the Dolphins. Huh. Isn't that the dumbest thing? That's nice to know. Um, that's just like a weird NFL rule. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, the Giants and Redskins are three and eleven. So whoever wins this one, they're going to be. Ahead. I think it's the two and three picks right now go against each other, and one and four go against each other. Yeah, the Bengals are playing. Uh, the Dolphins. Bengals, Dolphins. Yeah, that's going to be a doozy. Um, I'm going to watch every second of that game. <laughs> uh, you know, the one thing you can say about the Dolphins is they've been exciting to watch with Fitzpatrick. That's that's pretty much it. I 100% agree with you on that. Um, and he actually didn't play terrible. He had Of the worst touchdowns. teams, the Dolphins are probably the most exciting to watch. That's, yeah. And, and I don't even think it's close. No. No, the Redskins are just awful to watch. <laughs> the Giants, eh, they have their moments. The Bengals, just disgusting. Um, the Lions, disgusting. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I mean Fitzpatrick uh, threw for threw for just under 300 at two touchdowns, both to Devontae Parker. So, I mean he's uh, he's an exciting player to watch, and I'm sure if he wants to, I don't know what the contract situation is, but I'm sure a team's <laughs> gonna grab him. And I think he signed one more. I want to swear he signed a two-year deal there. Yeah. Well, hey, at, at this rate, I mean the Dolphins, <laughs> if the, you know. They're going to end up taking a quarterback, and if they... Hey, maybe he ends up starting again. I don't know. Um, but it wouldn't be the worst thing, because the Dolphins have a lot more... A lot bigger problems than Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think. <laughs> but, um, yeah, good game. Um, actually, again, it's out of order. I'm going to I'm gonna skip this one, and we'll come back to it, because it was mm-hmm. the, the Bill Steelers. It, it, we'll, we'll come back. I don't know why they do that, but... Uh, yeah, it's the, a two-year uh, deal for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick, I mean. Fitzpatrick, yeah. All right, so he'll be back next year. Oh, I mean, I don't know the exact breakdown. They might be able to cut him in, save some money. Nah, don't, <laughs> they shouldn't cut him. Don't cut him. He's uh, he's an exciting guy. Um, but moving right along here, Texans, Titans. Uh, Titans were at home, but they lose 24-21 to the Texans. Uh, and they just continue to own the Titans. I think I was on the Titans this week. You were on the Texans. I was on the Texans because I showed you their last they're, ten. Yeah, they're now they're they've won eight of the last eleven versus the Titans since Bill O'Brien took over. And the uh, I think the Titans made a run in this one, didn't they? They yeah they they played well the Titans. It was fourteen nothing at halftime. And then uh, they made a little... 21 points in the Yeah, they made a little half. fourth quarter surge. Um, think, Sean Watson didn't play great. No, I think he was two picks in the red zone. Yeah, yeah, he didn't He didn't look great. Um, but they rode around the football. Titans, uh, you know, Tannehill stat line looks good, but just couldn't do enough. This A.J. Brown kid... A rookie yeah. wide receiver. <laughs> he he looks like he's going to be a monster. When was he drafted? Was he in the first round? No, I thought I there wasn't so. a receiver in the no, first round. I don't think so. Uh, but he's a big guy, and he's been Tannehill's mm-hmm. favorite target. Last, he's always open last, on a deep yeah. route once a game. Yeah. He had a 93-yard <laughs> touchdown two weeks ago, or 91-yard or something like that. And he's just a big play guy, and uh, he's kind of exciting to watch. 
but Tannehill loves them. Titans lose and they go to eight and six, but they do have one more matchup. So if they win next week, I don't know what the tiebreaker yeah. is. If they if they both win next, yeah, I'm not sure. We'd have to <laughs> we'd have to look into that. But uh, it, it would go to division record at that point, and I think I think the Texans have a better division record. We'll we'll have to we'll have to check that out. But uh, yeah, I mean if if that's the case, then uh, if the Texans win next week, then they uh, might clinch it. Yeah, depending on what the Titans do. Yeah, so yeah, Titans have to win next week in order to make it interesting. But uh, I think they're still in good position. They're still in that last wild the the uh, second wild card spot because the AFC is uh, nobody really wants to <laughs> take control of it. But the uh, Eagles beat up on the Redskins, thirty-seven twenty-seven. They got off to this game got off to a weird start. Uh, you saw AP make some history passing. Uh, who did he pass? Curtis Martin, I think. Yeah, uh, it was for fifth all time. Fifth, all. fifth most rush yards all time. So good for him. Carson Wentz with three touchdowns. Miles Sanders finally showed right? up. Yeah. I mean, well, he had to break a long run to get the touchdown he, because they refused to give him the ball in the red zone. He's been solid, but they just haven't used him that much. <laughs> And he had 19 carries for 122. He also had six catches, so he had an all-around, you know, 25 touches. Um, so that was a big win for the Eagles. Put a little pressure on the Cowboys. But what's scary is how bad their secondary played to Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I mean, we saw the rookie McLaren go for on the first drive of the game go for a 75-yard touchdown. So. Yeah, I mean, when you're getting beat by Steven Sims, <laughs> who caught a touchdown pass, I didn't. I've never even heard of this guy. Uh, you have you have some stuff you have to fix, and they've got another matchup. This matchup coming up this week with the Cowboys. Basically, the division is on the line. Yeah, know? this is basically the NFC Championship. This is <laughs> it because I think the, the following NFC week East, I mean. the Eagles play the Giants. You got to think that. You know, they they should win. If, if the game matters to the Eagles, they'll win it. Yeah, so that's uh, it's a big win for the Eagles. They kind of stumbled out of the gate, but were able to finish up strong and take that win by 10 points. I don't know what happened at the end of the game, but I could have sworn that there was something. I could have sworn I saw the final and it said 30-27, and I was like, oh, the Eagles didn't cover. Are you kidding me? And then... No, it was uh, a late fumble return for a touchdown. A late fumble with basically no time. Yeah, with that no was time the cover. Left. That was it. That was the cover. It was the last play of the game. <laughs> he fumbled, uh, Haskins fumbled, recovered, and returned for a touchdown with six seconds. So that was it. That was, you know, I was getting <laughs> scared, and then I didn't know what happened. I saw they won by 10. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, it's nice to have something go in your favor every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, how about this Browns team? <laughs> I think there are multiple reports that a lot of the Browns players are saying, come get me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week with OBJ, talking to some other players saying, hey, get me out of here. You know. I mean, you just saw it. And if you watch any highlights of the game, hopefully they show you the faces of Landry, Odell. They just got their hands in their face. Like, Baker Mayfield is so effing bad. Yeah. And... Through uh, yeah, the two touchdowns, one look... pick. It doesn't look awful, but 
watching the game, mm-hmm. you know, like some of the throws that he was, you know, that were going incomplete. It's just like, wow. And <laughs> how many times have we seen OB, like a ball just fly over OBJ's head and he just turns around and just walks and sits down on the <laughs> sideline? And he's, he's just so defeated. But, I mean, hey, just look at Freddie Kitchens. Look this, no farther than Freddie Kitchens. This sat line of Nick <laughs> Chubb. 17 carries, 127 yards, one touchdown, averaging 7.5 yards a carry. This is what I said for this game. I picked the Browns too, but I was like, oh, they'll just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. No, they refuse to run the ball. <laughs> yeah, and... Yeah, You're averaging got- 7.1 yards a carry, and Baker Mayfield throws 43 times. You know what's wild, though, is that... So they... <laughs> So they get down 14 nothing, right? Then they go but down they, don't, they don't stop running the ball. <laughs> they run the ball, which gets them back into the game. Yeah. And they're down 14-10. And then what happens? Now they're down 21-17. And it's like, <laughs> what is going on here that Nick Chubb, who's averaging 7.5 yards doesn't carry, even break 20 carries. But yeah. <laughs> and this has happened all year. I mean, we've talked about this all year because... You see the stat line way too much. And, yeah, Arizona wins by two touchdowns. But the game wasn't out of hand. No, the game was closer than that at a lot of points during it. And it's just panic. It's pa- They go into panic mode, and that's, to me, that's the sign of a bad coach. That you just say, after the first sign of, you know... Oh, we're right, down 7 yeah, we're down. we're down by something, <laughs> we're down by 11 points, whatever it is. It's like, all right, we're abandoning the game plan that we had for this game. Because I believe that they could have handed the ball off every time and probably... Gotten four yards. Got down, just gone down and scored because Arizona's rush defense is awful. Just hand the ball off, go down the field. But no, you have Mayfield throwing it 43 times, and it's this has happened way too often. So Kitchens ha- has to be gone, which I think is inevitable. Well, I think with all the locker room stuff, he is gone. Yeah, and now you're talking about potentially trading OBJ. So they give up a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and Jabril Peppers. But the thing with OBJ is now this is going to be his third team in three years. Yeah, it doesn't look good for him. I mean, he's not a team guy, obviously. And if he can't get along... I, I know there aren't issues between him and Jarvis Landry. They're like best buds, but yeah. if they can't make it work there, who would trade for him? You're gonna get an Antonio Brown deal? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have the off the field stuff like Antonio Brown or. I mean, somebody's gonna trade for him, but the Browns aren't gonna get anything close to what they gave up for him. So that's that's the the thing. That's the thing where you look at the GM and say, "Who's a pretty good GM, John Dorsey?" Yeah. And he was the, what, he was the Packers GM at one point? Or has he been there for a while? Uh, I think he was in Kansas City for a little while. Okay. So, he has a track record. And it's like, all right, well, that was obviously a bad call. Especially if if they trade, if they keep him around, then that's one thing. (laughs) But if they trade him, and now they're just trying to... It's like, all right, so these are the old Browns. Now they're starting over from scratch again because Mayfield sucks. You don't have a, a big-time wide receiver. Maybe then they'll start running the football. I don't know. Whoever they hire as the next coach needs to be a guy who just, like... But that's the thing. The Browns don't even have a first-round pick this year. 
No, no, they do it this year. It was last year, right? That trade? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah last year, so... But even, I mean, their first-round pick, what are they They're going to be... They're going to look for an offensive lineman, obviously, but... Yeah. They have a lot more issues on that team. They got to... Yeah. They, you know, I don't know anybody really that is a Browns fan, but <laughs> I, I I feel for them because... That's because they all hung themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, uh, you might not be too far off with that, but, I, you know, you brought up Kenyon Drake... I just uh, feel bad for uh, anyone who lost in fantasy to him. Yeah, four <laughs> touchdowns. Because um, there's no reason in his right mind you would ever start this guy. No. Unless you're just desperate for injuries, and then all of a sudden he kills you. No, because I think a lot of people were kind of on the same page that the Browns, this was a game that the Browns should just kind of blow him out a little bit. So you think game flow. 22 carries, 137 yards for four touchdowns. And... Uh, you know, Kyler Murray didn't really have to do much. He made the plays when necessary, scrambling around, extending the play. But, yeah, tough tough game for the Browns. They're going to have a they're going to have a long offseason, I'll tell you that. Uh, Raiders lost to the Jaguars 20 to 16 and continues to skid for the Raiders. This they, is the end of the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, this is their last game, right? Last game and they go out like that. They were up 16-3 at halftime and then get shut out 17-0. There was a weird call. I, I don't know. Which call? The Derek Carr slid on the sideline. Looks like he was inbounds. And then they called him out of bounds on the slide. And then Gruden tried to challenge it. And they said, no, you can't challenge that. So there was a five-yard penalty for a delay game, which stopped the clock. Hmm. And that was with 205 left. And the Jaguars only had one timeout. Okay. I'll have to... Oh, so they were able to call the timeout and get the ball back? Yeah. Okay. And then they drove down and scored. So everything worked out for them, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, to be honest, I didn't I didn't watch any of this game. There was I no reason to watch this game. Yeah, I mean... The, <laughs> I don't know why I was watching. The Raiders, I mean, technically they, they still... No, I don't, I don't no. think... They don't now. No. They don't now, but... They did. No, well, they do. They would have if they won this game. Because then they would still technically be alive. They'd yeah. still be alive. So the they, two... yeah, they needed to win this one. Um, you know, just a disappointing second half of the year for the Raiders, losing four in a row. Minshew gets, uh, you know, brings a little bit of his magic back with the late touchdown drive and the touchdown pass to Chris Conley. So, you know, he does uh, he does enough, and that's going to be interesting to see what happens with them in the offseason with Foles. I think and, you have to keep Foles because no one's going to take that contract. Yeah, right now. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. But um, did you see the uh, the thing with the Jaguars? The NFLPA came out and said uh, that there's been like a hundred grievances or something, let's just say, and the Jaguars are responsible for like 25% of them. <laughs> grievances referring to what? Like finding players that shouldn't be fined. Oh well, that's Coughlin. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. They care. find one player like, I think Dante Fowler came out and said it was him. They find him seven hundred thousand dollars, over for missing mandatory, rehab. Even though it's not required that they rehab in the off season at the facility. Well, I wonder if that's <laughs> the team policy, and it doesn't. They lost the case. 
the Jaguars. Yeah. Game? Oh well. Yeah, I mean Coughlin is quick to <laughs> quick to find somebody, and uh, I mean we've seen that as Giants fans. We've seen plenty of people get fined <laughs> just for showing up, you know, five minutes late to a meeting. So he doesn't stand for that, and that's you know that's one thing they they lose the grievance or whatever, but you know that's the culture you're trying to build, you know, accountability and all that. So hey, it just doesn't work. No. In the NFL. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> with things the way they are now, where the players have so much power, that's uh, you know, it's uh, it's tough to. But hold like that on the part. end of the NFLPA letter, it was our players should consider this when signing with the team. They're basically saying, don't sign with the Jaguars. I don't think anybody really cares about that. Ah, you, yeah. you, I, I, losing money hey, left they, and right, five yeah, grand. But, yeah, but if they know, here. if they know that now they've been their feet mm-hmm. have been held to the fire a little bit, and they're saying, "Hey, you, you can't do that <laughs> stuff," then you know maybe they'll that'll slow it down a little bit. But still, or yeah. I mean, just gets I get fired. it. I get it. But if the Jaguars say we're going to give you a ton mm-hmm. of money to come play here, they're going to come play there. I mean, I don't know what Dante Fowler's making. Seven hundred thousand is a lot. <laughs> yes. But, you know, he's obviously going to get that back from the grievance, right? I, was, I yeah, assume that's uh, what it was. What was it? The exact numbers, yeah, they they find him 25 times for missing mandatory appointments with a club trainer or physician. All told, the player was fined over 700000 for missing off-season appointments. This is just one of the many grievances filed against the Jaguars. Uh, yeah. Last two years, more than 25% of all grievances filed by players in the entire league have been filed against the Jaguars. U.S. players might want to consider this when you have a chance to select your next club. Well, <laughs> hey, I mean, just don't miss, <laughs> don't miss your mandatory meetings. That's all. It all wasn't right. mandatory, though. Well, in the, in the letter, they... No, it oh, was... I thought they... Oh, uh, it was... It was off-season? Yeah, and they okay. put mandatory in quotes, saying okay. that the Jaguars were trying to make it mandatory that you basically live in Jacksonville, hmm. so you have to go to... You would think that they would have somebody in another <laughs> area that could take care of him yeah. instead of making him come there, but yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. It's always those Florida teams, you know? You talk <laughs> about in baseball, you got the Marlins and the Rays who have had grievances against them for the... Uh, the revenue sharing stuff, not spending the money the right way, and well, Derek Jackson. Jeter is poor, and they just yeah they let Derek Jeter buy the team so they could have a name. Yeah, and I mean the whole thing with the stadium a few years ago, the new stadium being built, there was all that controversy and all those Florida teams because there's so much other things to do. <laughs> no one wants to nobody do. wants to go to you know uh, I don't know what it is, but the Jaguars have sucked for a while, so that has a lot to do with it. Uh, Rams Cowboys. I had this game for the article, and I, I honestly thought that the Rams were gonna. They were on a little bit of a roll. They would come into Dallas, and and uh, with their defense, they'd be able to come out with a win. But Dallas just really took it to them. They win forty four twenty one. Just ran all over them. Yeah, it, Tony Pollard had twelve carries for like a buck thirty. Ezekiel went for one seventeen, I believe, and. That they didn't really have to do much else. Prescott didn't have to do anything. I think he threw the ball 23 times. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, they they did what they wanted, and I. So I'll I'll take credit for it, <laughs> even though I even though I thought the Rams would win. Uh, I did write that the 
if the Cowboys were going to win, they would have to get back to that ground and pound that they were using when when uh, Prescott first came into the league. Just run the football and uh, establish that and let and work off of that. And that's what they did, and they were able to run all over the place. So Rams take a hit now. I don't know if they have a shot uh, playoff-wise. It's going to be tough. They, they, I think mathematically they're still alive, but... They need the Vikings to lose out. They need to win both games. And, yeah, I think then they might jump them. We'll have to... Maybe we'll do that um, before we get to the uh, the Week 16 games. Just look up those those playoff scenarios. But, uh, yeah, big loss for the, Cow- for the Rams. Cowboys, obviously, showdown with the Eagles. We talked about it already. NFC East on the line. Uh, big win for them. They finally get a win against a team that's over 500. So <laughs> that's uh, it was a good weekend for them. Uh, how about this game here? As we get to the last 4 o'clock game. Uh, Falcons beat the 49ers in San Francisco 29-22 on a last-second touchdown catch by Julio Jones (laughs) to give them the win. To be honest, talk about teams stopping playing. The 49ers on that last drive looked like they didn't try to win the game at all. Yeah. Um, I think they were throwing the ball. They weren't really running in. Yeah, Atlanta put up 19 points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, going in, going into the fourth quarter. The Rams they, still have a shot to make the playoffs. It dropped from 41% to 5%. So, all right, so it's <clears throat> extreme. Mathematically alive, but uh, not looking good for them. Uh, as far as the 49ers, they had a 19-10 lead. Uh, Falcons go down, score, make it a two-point game. And then, what's going on here? This, I don't know what happened here. Oh, there was a oh, there late. Was a, okay. Yeah. So the late, the late uh, fumble for a touchdown. That's the score. Good. The score was looking kind of weird to me. Was they? Was the? Uh, oh, they went for two. Okay. So it was twenty three twenty two. San Francisco had the, got the ball left, but there wasn't really any time. And there was two seconds there were two left. Two seconds left, so they went the, the little yeah. So uh, yeah, not a not a good loss for the 49ers because you had the Seahawks win. Now they're now they're in a uh, talk about Dan Quinn. God damn it. Yeah, he's. Uh, I've been calling for his head all season, and somehow he's just treading water. Like no, I'm I mean, not going I, away. He's coming back, so. You know, there's a lot of coaches that were kind of given a, given new life this year, and I mean, kudos to the Falcons for not quitting. Um, it said it does say a lot. Julio Jones finally shows up. You know, Matt Ryan just fed him the ball. Twenty targets, over half of his throws went to Julio Jones. It's almost like that's what you should do every game. I know. And how about <laughs> how about finally playing him in the red zone? which was a big thing for them uh, last year and a couple years earlier. But, uh, yeah, the 49ers just didn't look themselves, couldn't really run the ball the way they wanted to. I'm just curious why they threw it 34 times. Yeah, when you're winning, you know, they were winning the entire game. game, So uh, they were winning the entire game until that last touchdown. So, yeah, you would think, all right, let's, let's run the football a little bit more. But... Which is what, which is exactly what they want to do, and they had some key, they had a key fumble in the fourth quarter. Uh, who fumbled this? It was uh, Burita. Yeah. You know, and you could you could see the carry wise, 
Uh, Breed actually fumbled twice. Raheem Mostart fumbled once. Um, you know, so just not a, not a crisp game from the 49ers. And now they jump, or they fall from the first to the fifth to the fifth seed. So that's a big loss. I think they Seahawks 49ers play each other again. Week 17. Yeah. So it it looks like it'll come down to that. It looks like week no 17 what. might have better matchups than this week coming up. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the NFL, when they went to that, <laughs> that was a good move on their part. Put more division games at the end. But, uh... Yeah, the last two games here. Sunday night, Vikings just beat up on the Chargers 39-10. No real trash talking from Phillip Rivers in this one as the team just got blown out at home, if you yeah. want to put air quotes <laughs> around it. And Dalvin Cook still he got hurt again. I don't know, he's dealing with some shoulder injury that he plays like 12 snaps a game and then comes out of the game and says it hurts. Yeah, that was a, a couple of weeks ago. I remember watching that game and he... Uh, was tackled landing hard on it and he uh he's had an issue with it ever since but you know the uh the vikings i know you picked them to win the division obviously they still have a shot to do that uh coming up this week with this game it's going to go a long way towards that the vikings didn't really need to do much offensively they just they ran the football kirk cousins was very comfortable that was a defense Um, showed up finally yeah, Kirk Cousins did have two fumbles, so maybe he maybe he wasn't too comfortable. But it was Philip Rivers sucks. That was this game. He wasn't sacked, so I'm not sure what what that's all about. But uh, yeah, I mean Philip Rivers, three more picks. They they talked about him before the, before or during the game, and they were like, yeah, we uh, sat down with him and asked him about his turnovers mm-hmm. and stuff, and his response was, well. Most of that came in two games. No, it hasn't. And he had, this, he had the seven picks in two games or whatever it was. And it's like, whether it came in two games or every game, like, I mean, you, you look at Winston, who throws a pick every single game. But at least he has more touchdowns than... Philip Rivers had an awful year. Yeah, I don't know his exact numbers. I mean, he's just, he's kind of shown his age here. Even the throws that he does make, they're just basically here, go catch it. Like, <laughs> well, I'll throw it up to you. He does that with Mike Williams nonstop. Mike Williams runs a route. Philip Rivers just chucks it up and says, go catch it. And Mike Williams catches it, <laughs> you know? But I think he has 17 touchdowns. The exact like number is... interceptions or something. He's 21 and 18. All right, so he's got a, he's got a ton of picks. Uh, he has not had a good year, so... I'm not sure what his contract situation is, but I got to imagine that San Diego or San Diego, LA is <laughs> is looking for a change uh, coming up probably. He's this, in the final year of his year. contract. Yeah, so that's that's not looking good for him. <laughs> that's not looking good. Uh, but the Monday night game here, uh, Saints just kind of blow him out. The two the two primetime games Sunday and Monday were. Just complete blowouts. If you were watching them, you probably shut it off early. But uh, Saints win 34-7. Drew Brees, most touchdowns in NFL history. He threw for four touchdowns, I believe, to pass Peyton Manning. Yeah, but Brady's going to pass Peyton Manning. It's That's the it's thing. It's basically whoever's going to be playing the longest. Yeah, it's that's, who makes it two more years. Yeah, that's what it's going to come down to. This is the uh, Monday night game. We actually have to go back to the Sunday night game. 
the bills. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, yeah, the, the whole the order screwing me up. I apologize. The uh, the Vikings Chargers were not the flex. Sunday night. It was the, the NFL.com doesn't account yeah. for their own flexing of. Yeah, I guess not. Right. Um, but Drew Brees, 29 of 30 for 307, four touchdowns. He also Only set, one incompletion. Yeah, that's he also set the record, I think, 96 point something percent uh, for a game, which is the best ever. So he continues to do it. Saints get a big win in a, in a way that we haven't seen in a while, so it was nice to see that. And, uh, you know, we'll just see how far they can go because they're going to get that. What are they looking at? The number two. Well, they're tied. Two or one. Well, the, you got the Packers in the three, the Saints in the in the two, and yeah, you have three teams at eleven and three right now. So it's one be a loss battle. could be huge. It's going to be a battle till the end. But uh, let's run back to this Bills Steelers game. Uh, playoff implications here. Bills clinch a playoff berth for the first time in a while, I believe. It's been a while for them. Uh, no, they uh, they made it last year, I think. I don't. I don't. I don't think they made it last year. I think it's been, um, it's been a long time for them. They had a long drought going. Nah. We'll have to double check that. But uh, Bills get a good win, 17-10 on the road in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's offensive, you know, inconsistencies kind of showed up in this one, and kind of what we thought. I think we were both on. Were we both on Buffalo in this? Yes. So we were both on Buffalo thinking, you know, that defense was going to be able to 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 hold down uh, Devlin Hodges and the run. Yeah, they game. made the playoffs last year. I was right. They did? They lost to the Jags in that ugly game. Okay. It was like 10-3. All right, so that's two <laughs> years in a row for them. That they're, so they, they're off to, uh, you know, Sean McDermott's doing a good job there. But Devlin Hodges, four picks, um, kind of exactly what we had, you know, thought was going to happen in this game. And uh, low-scoring defensive battle. Bills, you know, Devin Singletary looked pretty good, 21 carries. So they they made an effort to run the ball and uh, come out with a win. They go to 10-4. and So they're still in play for the division. I mean, it's going to come down to... This game this week? Yeah, they play the... Pats. Pats in Foxborough. And if it's anything like the first game between the two, it's going to be a good game to watch. So... Keep an eye on that. A lot of a lot of good games coming up um, between some division rivals. So that's week. That was week 15. Kind of long-winded. Spent a lot of time on it, but uh, playoffs coming up. Got to hit on those those uh, playoff implications. So we will jump now to week 16 and do our do our uh, our picks for uh, this week coming up. And a little bit different schedule this week. Yeah. No more Thursday. But we got three Saturday. College is out. The NFL said, get off Saturday. We want it. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I guess they do this just to get ready for the playoff schedule with the Saturday, uh, yeah. two weeks of Saturday games. So, like you said, we got three games. Uh, the first one being Houston at Tampa Bay. Houston's a three-point favorite. Well, I think it was because of the injuries. I can see Mike Evans, no Chris Godwin. Yeah, no. Yeah, like you said, no Evans, no Godwin. Uh, they don't Although really. I think Tampa Bay sucks at home. If you look at against the spread. Against the spread, we have Tampa Bay has not covered at home once this year. <laughs> They're five and three away. 
Uh, Houston's five and two on the road, so it's kind of going in <laughs> in a bad direction for Tampa Bay and a good direction for Houston. Uh, three point favorites. I'm gonna pick Houston here. I mean, the injuries are just too much for Tampa. See, you got Perriman starting. Yeah, Perriman had a good was, game. He was your boy this week. Yeah. Uh, three touchdowns over 100, and 100 yards or so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with the injuries, I think you kind of have to go Houston here. Um, Houston's pretty much got their full complement of guys. Obviously, they've been playing without J.J. Watt for a while. But, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is just racking up right now. Evans, uh, Godwin, he was just downgraded mm-hmm. to out. So it wasn't certain, but it is now. And I think uh, they might have some trouble moving the ball. I know they're at home, but Houston's got some some weapons that they can take advantage of this defense. So we'll, uh, we'll both be on Houston there. I'm just taking a look at the numbers one more time. Tampa Bay's defense at home gives up over 32 points a game. So that's that does not mm-hmm. bode well against this uh this Houston offense that that has a lot of weapons and Kenny Stills now making a making a showing. I think he had two touchdowns. Two two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. So uh, yeah, they've got everything rolling right now and coming off a big win. Uh, you know that they want to win this game going into the final week of the season against Tampa Bay or against uh, Tennessee. I'm sorry, but uh, kind of touched on this game. Um, Buffalo Bills going to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Patriots are a six and a half point favorite right that, now. That number's too high. Yeah. Um, I think it was seven points last time. Yeah, and now it's so it's six and a half. It's going to start to move down, I would think. Um, you know, maybe six or five and a half. But I, I, it's still too high at that point, in my opinion. I haven't seen anything from the Patriots offense that says, oh, we're going to move the ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at... Obviously, New England kind of owns Buffalo. They own everybody, so you can't really go off that. Just looking at this this season, Buffalo is 6-0-1 on, on the road against the spread. So I'm going Buffalo. Sounds like you're going Buffalo. Yeah, I am definitely going Buffalo. And get it at that 6.5. Even if they don't win this game, they'll keep it close enough that you'll get the cover. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I mean... Buffalo didn't play a great game the last time they played, and they still well, they still would have 16 covered. 16 to 10 so. was the final score of that game. And the Patriots were a much bigger favorite in that one at that the point in time. The Patriots had more weapons at that point. Yeah, so Buffalo, do I think they're going to win? It's possible. It's definitely possible. Oh, yeah. But the 6.5, yeah, it's just too much. I'm not I sure not where that number's coming from. I've not seen good things from the Patriots. Yeah. All I know is that there are going to be a lot of bets lost if the Patriots lose this division. Yeah, that's uh, it's going to come down to this game. So, I mean, the the over under is very low, thirty seven and a half. That's that's pretty much as low as it'll get for an NFL game. I think. I think I think we saw thirty six this year. At Maybe. One point. But uh, thirty seven and a half, and the spread is six and a half. Yeah. You got to take the points there. Yeah, because then you're looking at, I mean, what are you looking at? You're looking at a 24, you're looking at like a 24-13 type game. And I don't know if the Patriots are going to put up 24 on this this defense, <laughs> to be honest. This defense is solid, and they get the job done. 
Uh, a game that would have looked a lot better had the Rams won. But uh, the Rams basically need to win out to have any shot at the playoffs. Yeah, and I think... I mean, another spread here, six and a half. Uh, San Fran is the home team. And I don't know, you got to think... Obviously, there's a little slimmer of hope. And... No, I think the Rams are going to quit. You think so? Yeah. A lot of those players, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I maybe think, not Donald, but... I like I like Sean McVay, and I feel like he wouldn't... Like, that wouldn't happen for his team. But I think this is a bad situation for them. Coming off this... They have loss, a lot of hired guns there, though. Yeah, that's true. Um... You know, San Francisco coming off that loss, they're going to want to come out and prove Run something. the ball like yeah. the Cowboys just did to them. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm going to take the big spread here, even late in the year. Yeah. With San Francisco. You know what? I am gonna. I think I'm going to go with the Rams here. I think, uh, I think the Rams are going to keep playing. It's just a matter of are they going to be able to slow down the run game at all? And I... I'm not sold that they're going to be able to do that. They are good on the road. They're 5-2 and two against the spread on the road. And they lost They lost by 13 last time they played. They only put up 7 points. So, you know, I'm just going off mostly a gut feeling here. I'll take, uh, I'll take that it's going to be a closer game than, than a touchdown pretty much. Um, but... I could see why you like the 49ers. Uh, getting into the Sunday games, New Orleans goes on the road to play the Titans. New Orleans is a three-point favorite. What are you thinking here? <laughs> this is a tough one for me. This game like matters to both teams a lot. <laughs> yeah. The Saints obviously want to keep home field advantage, so everyone has to come there. But... What's the weather like? I need to see this weather report. Just says mostly cloud game time. I mean, obviously, you it's know, we're talking about, cloud. you know, four days in advance, but we're talking about uh, 55, which really is it's pretty balmy for this time of year, but you're, you are in Florida or uh, in Tennessee, Tennessee. So, yeah, I mean, let's look at the injuries. I mean, obviously, you know, you have... Uh, Patrick Robinson, who's normal in the slot corner, he's questionable, but I think he's been out for. A he's couple been out weeks for a now. couple weeks. I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards Tennessee. I'm kind of leaning towards Tennessee to have this be be a close game, potentially win this. I feel like they're going to have a little bit more of a sense of urgency to win this game, and. Uh, you know, New Orleans against the spread on the road, though. They look pretty nice. 5-1 uh, and one overall. Their offense shows up on the road. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm going to lean the Saints here. Just coming off that Monday night performance, that was pretty impressive. Even against the Colts, who aren't the best team, but a decent team. Anytime your quarterback goes 29 for 30. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh Drew Brees is feeling it right now. I mean you can't you try to look at some of the the history the historical numbers, but these teams don't play each other very often. 
Uh, if you're looking at that, I mean, Tennessee's 5-1 and one in the last six against New Orleans, but, which is kind of surprising, but... If Tennessee wants to win this game, it's Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah, they got to keep New Orleans' offense off the field. They got to be successful running the football. I'm, I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to go Tennessee. I, again, it's just kind of just like a feeling I have based on where both teams are at this point. I think Tennessee's going to have more sense of urgency. Uh, both good coaches. So uh, let's go with that. The next game here, Atlanta hosts Jacksonville. Nobody cares probably. No one does. Uh, Atlanta's a seven and a half. No, point Atlanta favorite. should never be a seven and a half point <laughs> favorite. Have they watched Atlanta all year? Are you kidding me? I think they just watched last week and said, "We're gonna, we're gonna juice it up because Julio Jones is finally getting thrown to." I don't care. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I don't think that they should be a seven and a half point favorite I think it's just they're, that's just they're looking at the win over the 49ers and saying oh this is actually a pretty good team no no Jaguars 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 yeah Atlanta probably will win this game but there's no way they're covering seven and a half I'm gonna go with the Jaguars as well I think uh, they they keep fighting it's just you know Minshew you know he's kind of you know this young naive guy he doesn't know any better than to just keep playing and, well that's uh, the thing it's Minshew's got the same mentality that yeah. he's gonna keep trying yeah so I yeah I think seven and a half is too much if it was if it was under a touchdown maybe I'd take Atlanta because I do think they're gonna win this game it's just yeah that's uh that's very that's insane it's very generous it's very generous uh, how about this game here? Baltimore goes on the road to play Cleveland, and Baltimore's a 10.5-point favorite. Um, we've been wrong on Cleveland pretty much all year. I'm taking Baltimore because Cleveland blew the doors off Baltimore early in the season. Wanna I think they're going to want to I think this is a revenge. revenge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't... And especially the fucking mess that... I can't, in my right mind, I can't pick Cleveland <laughs> to cover anything uh, because... The last two weeks, I think, I've had them in my locks. They just <laughs> they they've really uh, given me some problems this year. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Baltimore's going to come in there and just say, "We're just going to beat the crap out of you." And you've got so many issues right now. We don't care. We're just going to. Well, that's the thing. If Baltimore wins this game, they lock up the number one seed. Then they can probably sit there, guys. Week seventeen. Yeah, th- yeah, that's a good point. Which is the thing you want to do with the way they play you know maybe play them a quarter yeah and I mean Baltimore's defense has played better a lot better they've done than they were in the beginning of the season so you know look at this they've won how many in a row here they've won 10 in, they've won 10 games in a row um yeah I, they're just they're just a, a wrecking ball right now and even on the road they're actually better on the road than they are at home <laughs> against the spread so yeah, they're going to go in there and just blow the doors off, I think, um, in a little revenge action. So, 10.5 seems like a lot, but this game could get out of hand pretty quick. Freddie Kitchens isn't going to know what to do. <laughs> uh, Indianapolis hosting Carolina. In a game no one else cares about. And Indianapolis is a seven point spread, uh, seven point favorite. Uh, I think Will Greer I mean. is starting at quarterback for Carolina. 
I mean, is that any? I mean, I know Kyle Allen was good in the <laughs> beginning, but is is that really that much better than? Is Kyle Allen hurt, or they're just saying? No, they're just giving. They're just gonna give him a shot. I think he played at West Virginia. He did, yeah, and he he was okay. Um, that Big Twelve style. Yeah, he. Um, I don't know. Seven points though, with the way the Colts are playing. I mean, obviously, you know what the Panthers are going to try to do. They're just going to give the ball to McCaffrey. And when you look at the defensive numbers, I mean, Indy's not great against the run. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe this is one of those McCaffrey games. This is, this has all the makings of a McCaffrey game. Seven points for a team that's just been really bad, um, you know. Uh, they've had some close games, but that's the thing. They've if if they if they win, it's close. If they lose, I mean, the last couple, two out of the last four, they've lost by over two scores. So I don't um, know. Uh, I mean, don't bet on this game, people. I'm gonna don't go waste with, your money. I'm gonna go with Carolina. Uh, I'm just going to take Indy for one one last time. One last go-around? Yeah. They, they served me well earlier in the year. And then I got off the bandwagon right in time. Yeah, that, that's true. Before I went careaming yeah. off the edge. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and like we said, a lot of these games are just... There's some bad matchups. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're just some bad games, um, including the next one here. Miami hosting Cincinnati. Miami's a one-point favorite. Give me Miami. I yeah, Miami, I, I don't know how you can not pick Miami here. Yeah, I think my, you know, basically a pick 'em game. I think Miami is. I mean, at least since he started to show some fight. Late. Yeah, it's just I don't think Miami. I, since he, you know, they. Fitzpatrick wants Miami. to cost them <laughs> their draft pick. Yeah, so he'll keep playing. He's on a mission right now, <laughs> and he's running all over the field. He's like the most athletic old man. What is he? Thirty six. <laughs> yeah. He's like well, the most, 36 really isn't that old. It's just NFL old. No, yeah, <laughs> NFL old. But, I mean, you look at the other 36-year-old quarterbacks, nobody's running around <laughs> like he's running around, and he wants to get hit. Well, it's, it, it's weird. Brady had that 17-yard scramble, and, like, he got, like, a standing ovation. I think, honestly, what I think he's doing is he's trying to get to them win. out of a position to draft the quarterback. Well, either that <laughs> or he's trying to win the games – so that they can trade him for like a fifth round pick or something to a team that needs a quarterback in another state and he can have another <laughs> baby. I think that's... He'll get late again? He's Yeah, he's gonna... He wants to go to another team, so he wants to play well. How many does he have again? Seven? Seven. Oh, yeah. Rivers is at nine. He's at seven. What's with these quarterbacks? Uh, we gotta... We gotta talk yeah, to all, the NFL. Yeah. They're, uh... <laughs> Let's see if the vasectomies are covered by their insurance. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question, actually, especially in their case. But, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, he's running around. He wants to win. He doesn't care about draft position or whatever. Um, so, yeah, with the one point spread, I thought Miami might be like a two and a half or something like that. Just based on, how, you know, I know they got beat up by the Giants, but I mean, they haven't been playing bad. They're home. So I don't yeah. understand. So they're basically, you know, when when the spread's under three, you're basically saying that the away team is better, essentially, right? Yeah. So, which is not the case. Um, 
I think Miami's going to win this game. It started at minus three, and now it's at minus one. So I'm not sure what the what the deal is with that. But we've spent too much time talking about this game. We're both on Miami. Uh, Jets host Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a three point favorite. They have the Jets given up? I think. Uh, and or injuries. Just <laughs> you know those billboards coming up. Gase is going to be. He's coming back next year, so I don't know what they're worrying about. Wasting I think money. he, yeah. I I'm going to see if the short guy comes back, the offensive coordinator. Daryl Loggins. <laughs> Loggins. Um, this is yeah. a revenge game for Bell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, the Jets have just been, you know, we, we were on them a couple weeks ago, and they screwed us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or um, no, no, we yeah, had picked we, Miami. Yeah, we ended up going the other the other way. But uh, well, I mean, technically mm-hmm. they screwed us. But um, yeah, I mean, the Jets coming off those three wins in a row against some just crappy teams. Oh no, that's Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the Jets. Have yeah, they just did, uh, the Jets. You know, Pittsburgh. I'm not sold on Pittsburgh, but. When you look again, when you look at this, and when I look at, it, I look at the coaching matchups. And Tomlin's a better coach; he's going to put his guys in a position to win. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh uh, with the three points, even though they're on the road. I just think they're the better team, and you know that was a tough loss to Buffalo, but Buffalo's a good team. I think they're going to come back, and they have to win this game. Yeah, Pittsburgh's not. You know, they can't be sitting pretty right now. They're. I think I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Just for their D line versus the Jets O line matchup, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. They're gonna. I don't know who the Jets have left on the offensive line, and I know Nobody. another guy just got put on IR. Yeah, they don't really have anybody <laughs> left. T.J. Watt's gonna go off. Yeah. Bud so. Dupree's. They're just gonna rush off the edge all game and just destroy Darnold. So. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't. Uh... That would be honestly. I think that's the only difference in these two teams. They're pretty similar otherwise. Yeah. But can Pittsburgh actually <laughs> score any points? That's that's the question. That's, It'd be nice that's to get my concern. Juju back or fucking Connor back. Connor's back. Oh, he's back. He did play last week. He had eight carries. Didn't do too much, but um, it's a must-win. So you would hope that everyone's yeah. back. And Smith Schuster, he did warm up before last week's game, but he just didn't feel right. Uh, they're the talking about him. Are tricky. Yeah, they're talking about him coming back this week. And they need them. They need to win this game. Uh, this is a game that they should win, and they need it. So uh, let's. Uh, we'll, we're both on Pittsburgh at minus three. Our Giants playing the where the Redskins in Washington. Right now, the Redskins are two and a half point favorite, which I was a little surprised. <laughs> but I guess there's uncertainty at the quarterback position. You're not sure who's going to play. Daniel Jones is taking first team snaps. But they haven't officially announced that he's starting. I know Eli went out with a win. We talked about it. I would not play Daniel Jones this week. I mean, we saw what happened with Barkley coming back early from the injury. He wasn't really himself. Now he's starting to get back. Uh, he had a game over 100 yards. I don't feel comfortable playing Daniel Jones with the with the high ankle sprain. I'd rather him sit out. If you want to play him week 17 after sitting him for another week that's fine with me I'd run Eli out there again and I'm not just saying that because I want to see Eli again I'm saying that because 
I'm concerned for the future. But, I mean, are the are the Redskins deserving of being a favorite? I think... Well, they're at home. I think that's the only yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I'm taking the Giants. I mean, the Giants killed them last time they played. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Giants as well. I was a little bit surprised. I thought that this would be more of a pick em type game. Um... So I'll take the points with the Giants. Both teams are three and eleven. I don't think either team really cares if they win or not. But, but see, I know this doesn't have any statistical basis, but this is a game the Giants are going to win like forty-two to ten to screw up their draft pick to fall. And they'll be outside the top five, probably. Yeah, they'll probably be four. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The last uh, looking at the history, I mean, the Giants. You know, six and four against the spread in their last ten against Washington, and they're four and three on the road this year, which I was kind of surprised to see that they're actually <laughs> covering at a good clip on the road. So, yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the Giants with you, and uh, hopefully, you know, I hope to see Eli again for two reasons: one, I do want to see him, and and two, Daniel Jones, I wouldn't rush him back. Play in week 17 if you want against the Eagles and, and go from there. But uh, Denver hosting Detroit, it's another game. You know, there's a few there's a, a few left here that nobody really cares about. These are some uh, tough spreads to pick, too. Yeah, Denver's a seven-point favorite <laughs> at home. That's the one thing is that Stafford's out for the year. I'm actually going to go Denver here with the big spread. I'm just going to take a guess on Denver. I have no idea anything about this game. <laughs> um, Denver's 4-2 and two against the spread at home this year. So, but that again, that's also, you know, the altitude. Teams come in, they're not yeah. used to it. And Detroit's not good enough to, to <laughs> deal. I don't think they're good enough to deal with that. Um, they're 2-5 and five on the I don't know the half trip. of Detroit's offensive players right now. Yeah. I mean, you look at the injuries... Stafford, Jones, uh, Galladay looks like he's healthy. They don't have a running back. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many injuries that, I mean, you kind of have to go with with the home team. Even though it's a seven-point spread, it's a little different. Seven-point spread in Denver is a little bit different than other places because as the game goes on... Denver's some some flashes, at least. I haven't seen anything from yeah, the Lions. Yeah, I mean, they beat the crap out of the Texans two <laughs> weeks ago and nobody really saw that coming but uh, yeah Denver at home I'll, t- I'll take the points as do you so uh, another game here that doesn't matter Chargers beat the Ra- uh, I'm sorry Chargers are facing the Raiders uh, they're a seven point favorite again I think De- I think Vegas has just taken these games that nobody cares about that have no. Just giving it seven points. And they're just saying, <laughs> yeah, spread. just give them a touchdown and for the home team and say here here you go, um, because that's three of them, the last three now, Indianapolis, Denver, the Chargers, Atlanta, they're all seven point favorites and these games mean nothing to either team. To either team. So I think that's just what they decided. Um, yeah, I can't go with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Raiders plus seven just because of the fact the Chargers, they'll get up by 10, but then they'll find a way to either win or lose by a field goal. And I am uh, i don't have any faith that, that they're going to come out and, and win. At home, they, uh, you know, again, with the air quotes at home, 
one five and mm-hmm. one against the spread. They're two and five this season at home. I mean, I'm going to take the Chargers. I have no reason why. I hate that I'm taking the Chargers, but all I know is John Jacobs is playing with like a broken shoulder or something, and they're still playing him in a season that's lost, which is insane. He's not even on the injury report, so. Yeah, they said like it doesn't require surgery. It, it's like, but he needs like three months of rest. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, he's not getting any. No, man. <laughs> but the big thing, you know, the... The season's Hunt, lost, so why? Hunter Renfro's coming back. Uh, oh, thank God. For the Raiders. He's probable. Um, L.A. really doesn't have too many new injuries to talk about, but it's just, you know, just the way they play. The Chargers... Rivers needs that contract to pay for his nine kids, so he's got to win his last two games, put a good taste in the other team's mouths. Oh, Oakland's defense is so bad on the well, road. Well, yeah. That's they're really they're last ranked in points on the road. <laughs> they give up 33 and a half. But again, it's a division game. Chargers just, they don't know when to get out of their, they can't get out of their own way. And I'll go with the, uh, I'll take the points up at plus seven for Oakland. Seattle, two more uh, four, four o'clock games here. Seattle's at home against Arizona. They're a nine and a half point favorite. So Arizona's been frisky lately. They have been against the spread. They've actually been good this year. They're eight five and one against the spread for four and nine for four nine one team. That's that's pretty good. And looking at it on the other side, Seahawks are eleven and three, but they're only seven and six, seven six and one against the spread. Uh, so, you know, I'm not sure what to make of it. The nine and a half. I mean, we've seen Seattle get these big spreads. Not even big spreads. You're talking about six and a half, and they just stop playing. We've seen that a couple times now. So, uh, you know, I mean, the thing is that Seattle. This is a this is a game that, you know, they're gonna win this game. It's just, are they gonna let? Yeah. Are they gonna let Arizona make it a game? You know. I'm gonna take Seattle just for. Seattle wants to run the ball and will run the ball. I mean, just look at that stat line Chubb had against the Cardinals last week. So yeah. Seattle has no problem running the ball. Yeah, they'll actually. Yeah, they will <laughs> stick to it. Which I know uh, it's a big spread. I don't love it that it's a divisional game, but I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Actually, I'm going to take Seattle. If it was anything over ten, I think maybe I would lean the other way. But I like. That you can still get that 10. Yeah. You know, if Seattle doesn't have a big offensive, you know, maybe 24-14 or, or something like that. Uh, the over-under is actually 50. It's it's high for this game. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little worried about the spread with the way Seattle kind of goes about it. But they are at home. Uh, and Arizona's defense is kind of ripe for the picking for, what, for exactly what they want to do. Uh, so we're both in agreement there. NFC East on the line here. Philly is hosting Dallas. Dallas is a three-point favorite. What do you make of this game? Um, Dallas is clearly the better team. The Eagles have been all over the place. But I have a feeling this is going to be the game the Eagles win. I have a feeling as well. I, th- that's the thing. I feel like the Eagles, they play up or down to, like, the talent. And the Eagles have no receivers left. <laughs> they got they have nobody, you know, but 
Again, you, I think Doug Peterson's a better coach than Jason Garrett, and he'll figure out a way to, uh, you know, Aguilar right now is questionable, so he's not ruled out, as is Jordan Howard, not ruled out. Derek Barnett is questionable, so they might have some guys coming back. And Lane Johnson, who I thought snapped his leg in half. Did you see <laughs> yeah. that? I thought that I honestly thought that he broke his leg. The way that he reacted and watching the replay, but he's questionable. You know, talk about a tough uh, tough guy coming coming back from that. So we'll see, but I'm leaning towards the Eagles as well. I uh, that Lane Johnson injury might scare me though. If he doesn't play, you're talking about Demarcus Lawrence going yeah. up against a backup over there. Uh, and Lane Johnson is one of the best, if not the best, right tackle in the game. So I, I actually think I'm going to flip it. You're going to flip it? I'm going to flip it. Oh, Give me no. Dallas. All right. So and I just looked up my picks for the year. You actually have Philly winning the NFC East. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay. And I have Dallas, so. All right. So maybe uh, before, we, <laughs> before we sign off here, we'll – you have them available right now because yeah. maybe we'll – after we pick this, these last two games, we'll we'll run through that and uh, just remind everybody. See where we stand, actually. Yeah, so that that's actually a good thing to do. Um, but all right, so we're sticking with who we picked originally, which is good. Um, the Sunday night game here, Chicago's hosting Kansas City. Kansas City's a six-point favorite. The only thing that worries me here is, you know, it being in Chicago, but... After how Kansas City he looked, just played in the snow. Yeah, I, I'm not. You know, if it, under normal circumstances, I would be a little bit concerned. But based on what we saw last week, is Kansas City a six-point better team than the Bears? Yes. I don't think there's any question. So, and the the Bears really have nothing to play for. Let's be honest. The most points the Bears are putting up are 21. So can KC score more than 27? I think easily. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think so. And the, like I said, the Bears don't really have anything to play for right now. The Chiefs still have a shot at that second seed if Buffalo is able to knock off the Pats. Pats because Kansas, head Kansas head City head. did win the head-to-head, right? So they've still got something to play for. Six points to me is definitely doable by Kansas City. So we'll both be on Kansas City and Chicago really. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of shut it down at this point. Um, Monday night game, big playoff implications here. Minnesota is – this is actually a pretty big number, but <laughs> Minnesota's a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Green Bay. Right now, Green Bay's first place in the division. Minnesota right behind them, so Minnesota needs this win. If Green Bay wins, they lock it up. Yes. They lock up the, the division – division win i mean the scary thing here is kirk cousins on monday night football which is yeah. god awful his numbers i'm surprised that it's five and a half i mean i do think that minnesota is going to win because i honestly i think minnesota's the better team they definitely have the players yes it's just, it's just a matter of the quarterback play and dalvin cook I think he's good to go. It's just going to be one of those. Is he going to make? Uh... Oh, there we go. It's just so short for Green mm-hmm. Bay. I was just scrolling right over it. But uh, yeah, I mean, both teams are relatively. I mean, Xavier Rhodes is, is questionable. He left last game, but he 
he's really struggled. Obviously, he's a he, he's a guy you want on the field, but he struggled this year. Dalvin Cook is questionable. I would imagine he's going to play. They have an extra day. Yeah. Um, no, he's going to play. It's just, does he make it through the whole game? I think this D-line for the Vikings is going to cause problems for the Packers. Uh, I don't think the Packers are going to be able to run the football. Let's look at their... Their numbers real quick on, yeah, Minnesota doesn't, Minnesota's very stingy uh, against the run at home specifically, and Green Bay offensively on the road, they don't do anything. No, they do not travel which well. Is, which is wild. I mean, they're scoring 20 points, but they're, they're putting up less than 275 yards of offense total. So they're really relying on that defense. They don't even run the ball that well. I think this is a game that Minnesota is going to win. I just don't like the five and a half. Okay, so you're going to take Green Bay. I'm going to take I'm going to take Green Bay to cover, but I do think that Minnesota is going to win the game, and it's going to set down. It's going to set up a <laughs> a showdown um, for each team in Week 17. That yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota in that game. You're going to take Minnesota five and a half? Yeah, I just think they have the better players. I agree. I I, I would have no problem taking Minnesota. It is a bigger number. If it number. wasn't a primetime game <laughs> and Kirk Cousins wasn't the quarterback because, you know, he has his problems. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. So I have trouble signing off on that. But you want to do the locks first and then the division? Yeah, sounds good. So... I won last week, so I'll yeah, let you I'll go, go first. I'll go first. Uh, for for my first lock, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Miami as uh, as my lock here. I think I locked. Did I lock him in last week as well? No, you did not. I did not. But let's uh, let's lock in Miami. I think that this is, <laughs> it goes without saying. What about you? I think I'm going to take Buffalo. I like Buffalo at the six and a half. That spread's just way too high against the Pats. Yeah, I think if you were not going to take that, I was going <laughs> that was going to be my next one because I was uh, I was looking at that. But um, yeah, I agree. Too high, and uh, Buffalo's definitely worthy <laughs> of uh, a little bit closer of a spread there. Uh, for my second pick, it's kind of hard. I'm thinking. Maybe uh, I'm gonna favorite to you like. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, but I think I'm gonna go. Even though I don't really, I think I'm gonna go Pittsburgh at minus three against this Jets team. I think the Jets are. I think the Jets have given up, and I know that they they had won three in a row. I think right. They they had won three in a row, but uh, coaching matchup. I think three points is definitely uh, give me the better coach in the three point matchup. All right. I'm going to take Houston in that first Saturday game. Remember, that's a Saturday game. Yep. At minus three. I just think Tampa Bay has no one left in that receiving course. That's what they want to do. They want to throw the ball, but who are they throwing to? O.J. Howard, who... Basically. They hate. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, he's very unreliable. Winston hates him. He's very unreliable <laughs> to begin with, so... Uh, yeah, and this... Um, 
you know, if Winston throws a pick on the opening drive here. <laughs> and then I'll be scared. Yeah. That's that's what, <laughs> basically if he doesn't throw a pick on the opening you drive. You want him then, to just go three and out. Yeah. Then you'll uh you might be feeling pretty good about <laughs> I mean, it. You turn off the game and go Christmas shopping. <laughs> minute in, fourteen minutes left in the first and you're feeling pretty good about it already. So um but all right, so our head to head here, let's go with that NFC East game. Okay. Sunday was that Sunday night? No, four twenty-five. Four America's game of the week. Fox was not letting that game go. No, I'm not surprised. Uh, let's throw that on there as the uh, the head-to-head. NFC East on the line, division on the line. Uh, let's get to our. Let's do. I'll let's do a do, quick recap. Yeah. Max, you're on Miami minus one, Pittsburgh minus three, and Philly plus two and a half. I'm on Buffalo plus six and a half, Houston minus three. And Dallas at two and a half. All right, so those are our locks. Obviously, you're three and zero last week. So if anybody's, I'm at fifty nine percent for the year. I gotta, I wanna gotta, break sixty. You gotta hit those locks. Those are the, those are the ones that we uh, put the most stock in, obviously, because mm-hmm. we're only picking three of them as opposed to sixteen. So make sure to take a look at those. Now let's do our, let's have you run through the recap for our divisions. Hey, um, NFC West. We we're both on the Rams. Uh, we're gonna lose that one. Yeah. yeah, unless I don't hey, think they can. No, this no, they can't. The uh, that's that's a little bit of a surprise. I didn't. I I thought the Forty ers would be better. <laughs> I didn't think they'd be this good. And the Seahawks, to be honest, I thought I didn't think they were going to win more than nine <laughs> or ten games. So um, that's a little bit of a surprise. You could have gotten nice odds on the Forty ers at plus five hundred. Wow. Okay. To win the division. I mean, they still have work to do. So yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, the NFC South. Oh God, why did I, I pick the Falcons? <laughs> uh, and you had the Saints, so it looks like you locked that one up. So you you had a lot of faith in Dan Quinn. I had faith in Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, but <laughs> they didn't use him until Week 15. Yeah, that's true. So uh, yeah, so you hit the Saints at minus 175. That's hey, before, definitely a lock. Before the season started, I mean, if anybody said Atlanta was going to go. <laughs> You know, five and eleven or six and ten. I think that they'd say you're crazy. So I mean, their over under was eight and a half. Yeah, I just think that the I think the division they thought would be a lot closer than this. Yeah, they were expecting so. the division to be real close. And the NFC North, you were on the Bears, which you can't no win chance. that now. And I'm on the Vikings still, so I'm still alive in that division. Be Coming down this, this week. week. Yep. And the NFC East, we already talked about it, but I picked Dallas and you picked Philly. We're both alive in that one still. All right. So some big games this week, obviously. And then the AFC, we both were on Kansas City. Hit that one at minus 150. Yep. The AFC South, we're both on Houston. We'll see what happens there. Good, Good position right now. Yeah. And we both hit the AFC North with Baltimore. What was Baltimore? It was plus 300. Wow. Yeah. That's a nice one. (laughs) That's a nice one right there. So it looks like, Max, you've hit three division winners. Three out of the eight? What was the what was the last one? Oh, AFC East with the Patriots. Yeah, but that one's not won yet. That's that's true. That's true. I mean, they're in the driver's seat. We're both on the Patriots, by the way. But they were probably... What minus three hundred? Minus five hundred. <laughs> yeah. So I think the best one was the uh, the Ravens pick. Yeah, we we're both on the Ravens. 
and that was before mm-hmm. the Roethlisberger injury. So yes, that was. That's why you were getting <laughs> the plus three hundred. I'm sure Pittsburgh. No, the Browns were. Uh, Browns were the favorite, then Pittsburgh, and then Baltimore. Wow. Okay. So that's a nice little, uh, nice little payout right there for the for the Ravens if you had them to win the division. Um, so yeah, obviously we'll, we'll do a quick recap after week seventeen on that. Yeah, we'll uh, see how we did and and what the odds were going in because these are all the odds from before the season started. These were the future bets. So we had them uh, we had them written down from before the season started. But some some good looks there. Uh, make sure to pay attention to the locks. Obviously, you know Austin's feeling it right now. Uh, last four weeks, you know, despite me having a, a rough week last week. Uh, you know, still looking pretty good as the season comes to an end. So, trying to make up for the struggles early on. And what our plan is going forward, obviously, we're going to keep. Uh, we're going to finish up the NFL season strong. Yeah, we're going to finish up the season strong. We might, since there's no Thursday night games, we might be releasing them a little bit later in the week. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how scheduling works out. And obviously, we got some college football bowl, bowl games coming up. Yeah, so uh, they kind of throw the the dinky ones out there, and then the big mm-hmm. one, the big ones come up, kind of as you get more towards New Year's. So we'll, New Year's uh, Eve bowls was the big ones. Yeah, so we're gonna have uh, we're gonna discuss a little bit about that and get into basketball. Basketball, hockey. yeah, we've got we've got a lot of stuff going on, and I know we focus pretty much just on football, but football's king, so. Uh, there's really nothing wrong with that, but we'll, you know, we'll kind of touch on everything as as the uh, regular season winds down here, and there's a lot less games on the <laughs> slate, so we gotta we gotta get some more stuff to talk about for you, and make college sure college basketball get some college basketball is lacrosse in lacrosse oh yeah lacrosse maybe some wrestling we'll <laughs> do some college wrestling. Uh, but I, I actually think that tournament's real big to bet on <laughs> the wrestling one. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean. Hey, everybody, what, what the the people that the stuff that people bet on is just you know you can you can bet on esports now and all that stuff. It's crazy. So, um, but check us out on Twitter at Square the Sharp. Uh, you can download the podcast on iTunes and Podbean. Uh, we release everything on Twitter. So uh, you just have all, to click the link over there. Yeah, just click the link on Twitter. It sends you right to it. Uh, obviously, iTunes I think is kind of the way to go. Podbean, you have to download an app. It's a little bit of a pain, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. So uh, check us out on that and make sure to visit the Link uh, Link Sports website. It's lynqsports.com. Uh, they have, again, all free stuff. Check them out. Can't hurt. A lot of good betting analysis. A lot of baseball stuff right now with the winter meetings. A lot of interesting articles going on, uh, predictions going forward for, for some of the the top teams and all that. Some big signings happening in, in MLB right now. Yankees getting Garrett Cole, spending over three hundred million. Just, I mean, my dad used to. My dad tried to make me a lefty when I was a baby. Did you just know? To, just a pitch. Yeah, I think to, I think you remember me telling me that. Yeah, become a lefty specialist. He yeah. used to force a glove in my left hand <laughs> when I was like an infant. Right. Saying you're becoming a lefty didn't work out. <laughs> I mean, it's a smart move. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta make the money. He Somehow. saw it coming. He was like, "Oh, the lefty specialist. That's yeah, the next right. big market." <laughs> uh, he called it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff going on. As a Mets fan, I'm just happy the Mets restructured Cespedes. Like that's that's a win for me. Is that 
they didn't even sign anybody they just restructured somebody's deal so uh it's sad but all that stuff is on there so make sure to check it out again linksports.com l-y-n-q sports.com check it out and uh let us know what you think on twitter you know send us your locks because we'd love to have a get a little competition going you know austin's the lock guy He's been, uh, like you said, 59% on the year. been sharp. Yeah, you've been the, you've squared up a lot of sharps this year. That's for sure. So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna buy a crown, I think, with all my wins. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll get a little, we'll get a little trophy, and uh, you know, we'll uh, pass it back. Well, I mean, unless you keep winning it, we'll have a little friendly competition. I still owe you some. I think I owe you a power hour at some point, so we'll have to get on that. But. Uh, yeah, Twitter, iTunes, Podbean, linksports.com. Check it all out. It's all great stuff. And um, we'll see you next week for week 17. Hopefully there's some, some more good games to talk about. And we'll have it all there for you early next week for week 17. So we'll see you then. And here's to squaring up the sharp.